0: We'll invite you to take your Bible. Let's turn to Ruth chapter number 2. Ruth chapter number 2. Of course, we know Ruth was a widow from Moab. In the mind of the average Israelite, she would have been less than nothing and looked upon as being a person to be despised and rejected. Ruth had... Uh, moved on from her former life of idolatry to embrace the Lord God of Israel. What a blessing that was in her life. She along with her mother-in-law Naomi were desperately needing someone to show her some grace um, because they were in need for, of food. And we saw how in verses 2 and 3 of chapter 2 there that uh, um, it told us that she went out to hunt for food and this involved her entering fields that belonged to total strangers. Once you to think about the humbling that it would take. Okay? You're going, into, going to somewhere that you don't even know the people. And uh, you're falling in line behind the man's servants who were reaping the fields. And you're trying to find a little grain here and a little grain there. It's called gleaning. That's what she was involved in. And even though Ruth didn't know it at the time... We know that uh, uh, she was looking for grace and God was directing her steps to bring her face to face with a man by the name of Boaz. When she went to glean in his field, we see tonight that she entered the field of grace. Um, Verse 2 tells us that she went out looking for grace. And verse 3 describes how she found it. And so, I want us to consider Ruth and Boaz as we find Ruth in the field of grace. And I want us to notice the picture that Boaz paints of our Lord Jesus Christ and some lessons he teaches us about our Lord. First thing I want us to see, and we'll read this along and long as we, as we go through it tonight. And we're going to be in verse number 4. Uh, let's read verse 4. It says, And, and behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. And then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Now he's referring to Ruth. Uh, and verse 6 says, And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she she tarried a little in the house. Um, So we see what's going on here, and we notice Boaz's considering work. You know, he was a man that was involved in considering what was going on in his field. Uh, we see him present in his field there. In the very same way that our heavenly Boaz, Jesus Christ, is ever present in his field. Amen. And aren't we glad for that? Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, he said, I am with you always even until the end of the world. And in Hebrews thirteen five, 5, one of the most precious words. and He said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And so uh, we see his presence was personal. There Boaz came uh, to the reapers out in the field there in verse number 4. And we know that our Lord's presence is personal with us. Revelation 2, 1, it says these words. It says, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand and who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Talking about walking in the midst of the church. Uh, the Lord is present in his church. The churches that are his, he's, he's, he, he has his personal presence there. So his presence was personal, but his presence was also by Proxy. Um, there in verse number 5, and said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers. He had a servant there. And just as Jesus, those he, he's in heaven today, is ever present with believers um, by his Spirit. Amen. We got the Holy Spirit living within. John 14, verse 16 through 18, tells us about that indwelling Holy Spirit that was going to be sent. Another... Comforter of the same kind, one just like Jesus, and what a blessing that is! We see that um, his presence was pleasant. Did you note the gracious greeting between Boaz and his servants? I mean, these are his workers, his servants, and he's not—he's uh, not lording over them. He's not uh, being being Mister Big Boss Man. He says that. Uh, uh, he comes to his reapers and he says, "The Lord will be with you." And then they answered him, "The Lord bless thee." You know, when you got a good relationship, it's, it's a good thing, isn't it? No matter what you what kind of relationship you're talking, whether it be an employment, or you're talking about uh, family relationships, when when relationships are docile, I guess would be a word to use when when things are. Um, like they should be, is pleasant. and uh, This was a pleasant thing. His presence was pleasant. And you know, um, Jesus never brings strife or trouble in our lives either, but always the breath of heaven and the fragrant breezes of glory. Psalm 16, verse number 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. <clears throat> so he, Boaz was present in his field. Uh, second thing we see is that he was perceptive of his field. We read there in verse number 5 down through verse 7, Boaz kept a constant watch on his fields. In the same way that our heavenly Boaz, Jesus Christ, misses nothing that transpires in his field, he always knows what's going on. In fact, he knows better than those that are in the field. And um, Proverbs 15 verse 3 says that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Matthew 10 verse 29 through 31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs." Of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore; ye are of more value than many sparrows. Um, the Lord's eyes are are on His church, and He misses nothing that happens. But He is also interested in us as individuals. I'm, I'm glad He loves the church, but he, I'm glad He loves me. Are you glad the Lord loves you tonight? He took special interest here in Ruth. His perception was personal. Uh, There in verse number 5, whose damsel is this? And uh, Ruth caught Boaz's eye there, just as Jesus loves the church, but he also loves us as individuals. We have caught his eye, and he cares about us as individuals.
1: Jeremiah 31
0: verse number 3 says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Some of my favorite verses are found in Romans 8 verse 38 and 39 that say, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Lord cares for us, doesn't he? His his perception of us is personal. We see his perception was powerful also there in verse number 6 and 7. Boaz wanted to know about her background, her activities, her her motives. You know, Jesus knows everything there is to know about us without even asking anyone. And yet he still loves us and desires to be with us. Think about that. Jesus knows just just what we are. And yet he loves us anyway. Don't you find that amazing? I certainly do. He calls us saints... And yet we're not worthy alone without his presence in our life. He calls us friends. We sang a while while go, what a friend we have in Jesus. He, he's, he's our friend. And yet again, we're not worthy. That's nothing but grace, pure and simple. So we notice Boaz's considering work. Second thing, we notice Boaz's commanding work. His commanding work. In verse number 8 and 9. Look at verse number 8. Then said, Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not my daughter? In other words, you've been hearing what I've been saying to, the, to my servants. It's basically what he's saying here. Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the fields that they do reap, and go thou after them, Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? When thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. She won't even have to draw her own water. Amen. Uh, But we see uh, Boaz had a few words of counsel for Ruth here. And these commands were designed to encourage her in her work of gleaning. And they should uh, also speak to us Today as well. We see first of all his command concerning Ruth's steadfastness. There in verse 8 and the first part of verse 9. Ruth was commanded to glean in his fields only. She didn't know it but Boaz had plans to take care of her. Amen. If she would just abide in his field. She would enjoy the best that he had to offer. Don't you want the best of what God has for you? See, uh, as a child of God, if we'll abide faithful in the Lord's field, He will bless us beyond our wildest dreams. 1 Corinthians fifteen, verse fifty-seven and fifty-eight. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, be, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, the reason so many miss out on the Lord's best for their lives is that they don't abide in the Lord's field. They glean here and there looking for satisfaction in other places, but they never settle down and make the Lord's will their number one priority. I hope that the Lord is your preeminent priority. I mean, that he's first place in your life. We can't decide to just glean wherever, and whenever we want, and expect God to bless us. God's looking for faithful stewards. First Corinthians four two. Let a man um, uh, uh, stewards are uh, it was found in stewards that a man be be uh, found faithful. So we see his commanding concerning Ruth's steadfastness. We see his command concerning Ruth's safety there in verse the latter part of verse nine. Boaz had commanded the men to leave her alone. Leave her alone. Boaz was making sure no one took unfair advantage of Ruth. He was telling her not to worry. He had taken care of the details for her. She could trust him to look after her. And what a lesson there is for the believer in that right there. We can trust our Lord... To take care of us. He's he's trustworthy. Amen. Uh, We can trust him. We can trust our Lord to take care of us. He is more concerned over our welfare than we are. Uh, Even in difficult times. Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So his command, we see his command concerning Ruth's steadfastness, concerning her safety. And then we see his command concerning Ruth's supply there in the latter part of, of verse number nine. But we made sure she knew that he had everything she needed to be satisfied. So it is with the children of the Lord. He has all that we need to be satisfied as we walk through this world. If only we would learn to appropriate that which he has already provided. Jesus has and he is all that we need. Uh, I grew up singing the, the uh, verse, the verse, um, a chorus I guess you'd call it that. in our, the church I grew up in our pastor taught us uh, Christ is all I need and uh, that's, that's, that's a great uh, blessing in our life that Christ and we need to be remind ourselves and that's why we sing that chorus often Christ is all we need listen he's rest for the weary um, think of Matthew 11 28 coming to me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest um, so psalm 23 verse two and three um, uh, not only does the verse one say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want," but it says that he he leads me beside the still waters he he, he uh, leads me i'm gonna let's turn to turn to psalm 23 can't even think straight right now psalm 23 I'm trying to do it from memory, it's not really good, <clears throat> but it's all summed up. Really, everything about what the Lord uh, taking care of our needs is summed up right here in Psalm twenty-three, in verse one. Actually, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. That take care of everything, doesn't it? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He gives us exactly what we need. He's the refreshment there for the thirsty. He is food for the hungry. Verse 5, for thou, thou preparest the table before me. <coughs> thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over. He's hoped for the discouraged there. And uh, says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a, what a blessing that uh, he is all that we need. Well, I'm going to cut it off right there. We're going to have prayer. Uh, I've got more here, but uh, I'm really m- not able finish it tonight we'll come back and finish this in the field of grace take a look at um, verses uh, 10 through 17 Lord willing next time Amen. appreciate you being here tonight let's pull back out our prayer list let's pray for the needs that are there and we'll be dismissed with this prayer